It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Here's our host, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio. Of course, we want to go past just the headlines of it all. A lot of attention on what the president did and did not say and what the Republicans did and did not do last night in the chamber, which is supposed to be for the people. And obviously there was a lot of politics um, enmeshed in all of that. And the reality is that most Americans don't have a lot of confidence in either the Democrats or the Republicans when it comes to leading the country. But we wanted to go underneath those numbers and look at this area, especially of trust. Uh, in both political parties to do the right thing. Uh, recently in The Hill, uh, Carly Cooperman, who's, of course, the, the partner and CEO of Shone Cooperman Research, talked about some of uh, the research they've been doing around trust uh, and actually declared it uh, the distrust of Washington's a five-alarm political crisis. And, uh, Carly, welcome back to the show. Hey, thanks for having me back. Uh, so give us kind of the, the baseline there in terms of uh, what did the numbers tell us in terms of uh, where we really are in terms of Americans' confidence in government. Sure. You know, you know, we found that our there's really a major drop in confidence in our government, um, both the government, but the major political parties, Democrats and Republicans, and really their side's ability to solve the nation's problems and to govern effectively. So it's not just Democrats and it's not just Republicans, yeah. but we found that 28 percent of voters believe the country is headed in the right direction this is down from 41% um, when we asked this question in December of 2021. Mm. And nearly two-thirds of voters say that the United States is on the wrong track. And this number has increased as we've tracked it over the last year and a half as well. Uh, so there's really a, a a great deal of pessimism. And then when we look further, I mean, it's there's a clear line between that and how voters rate the state of the economy um, and the the trust and confidence that we see um, in both parties. Yeah, and so let's dig into those numbers just a, a little bit. I, I think uh, I love the way you framed it in the piece on the Hill uh, that uh, the Democrats have been viewed by the public as inept and ineffective and Republicans are seen yeah. as extreme and self-interested. Break down those numbers yeah. for us. Sure, yeah. So, you know, we ask voters um, a series of questions to, about who they trust more to take on the country's most press, pressing issues between Democrats and Republicans. And what we see is that voters do not trust the Democrats in their ability to address the key issues of the economy, of immigration, and of inflation. And so in all of these cases, we found that voters say that they trust Republicans more than Democrats to um, address these key issues. And furthermore, trust in the Democrats has either dropped or remained the same since the polling we did about a year ago. Mm. Um, so there has not been an improvement over the past year. And with the economy and inflation, we see this as the greatest point where voters say that they trust Republicans over Democrats to manage the economy by 49 percent to 36 percent. 
So, you know, when we look at what voters say are the more, most important issues to them, we consistently are seeing economy, immigration, crime. We're also see, consistently seeing that they don't trust Democrats to take on these issues. Yeah. Now, that being said, on the other hand, Republicans are not getting these strong ratings and signs of confidence. Um, we see that people think that Republicans are more interested in conducting investigations than in actually governing. Um, and we also see that when we ask specifically what House Republicans' top priorities are going to be, we found that a 39% plurality said that investigating Biden and other Democrats specifically, while the second most cited priority, which is cutting federal spending, ranked a distant second place, just 24% said that that was the case. So we're not seeing great trust in, you know, where Republican leaders and, you know, Congress congressmen's intentions are headed. But right now, voters are still saying that they believe Republicans can address these issues in a better way than the Democrats. Yeah, I think that's so interesting. And then you look at that in the context of, uh, of what the president did and didn't do, did and didn't say last night. Uh, again, I think on the political side, I think he scored incredibly well. I think it was a, maybe one of his mm-hmm. best political speeches. Uh, but again, back to those core issues that you're talking about in terms of the polling, I don't know that he advanced the ball in, in some of those spaces um, and all of that. And I think the, de- the decorum issue in, in the chamber, I think, further cemented that the Republicans are, are more interested in disruption and obstruction uh, than they are. of Exactly. Yeah. I mean, honestly, there is nothing more powerful than seeing the Republicans behave that way. There's nothing that Biden could say that would convince them of that compared to just seeing the Republicans behave the way they did. So that certainly doesn't help this perception that they're looking to cause chaos and to take revenge and, you know, looking out for their own interests. But at the same time, I think that it's going to be hard for Biden Democrats to improve their standing until voters start to feel like there's a shift in how things are going um, in terms of the economy and inflation. And this is something we've watched for a while now, because even as there are some successes in the economy, you know, unemployment is really low, inflation is dropping, we're not yet seeing a translation in the polls and in how voters feel in their day to day. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Yeah, and I think that was the biggest hurdle for the president last night was to kind of square that circle of what they wanted to tout and hit versus what the American people are experiencing around the kitchen table. I think that was really the high hurdle he had to come across. And I think that's why he went to some exactly. of the, the populist messages uh, on, you know, junk fees and uh, and things mm-hmm. like that that were kind of, hey, I'm, I'm looking out for the little guy. I'm fighting for you. Uh, what, what else is this trust factor crisis uh, mean as we start looking towards 2024, both for the Democrats and for the Republicans? Well, I think I think what's interesting is that, you know, that's exactly right. Biden um, had this hard time convincing voters that, you know, he really was addressing these issues. We see in data that voters don't trust Biden and the Democrats to do it. Yet at the same time, then the Republicans had a disappointing midterm election, which which shows that, you know, if the Republicans now running the House 
come off as very extreme and, you know, taking out their own personal, um, you know, vendettas and agendas over governing, it's, it's not, you know, it, it does not mean that they're going to then go and, and sweep 2024. So I think voters are just looking to see, you know, some sense of feeling like someone is trying to legislate um, and that things can get done between now and then because the pessimism that is felt right now is just, uh, you know, it's concerning. Yeah, and I think it's interesting, too, and I'd be interested in your your polling and what you're sensing. Uh, I often say that we've, you know, we've stress-tested uh, this constitutional republic of ours in all kinds of settings, from a, a pandemic to world wars to economic collapse, but we've never stress-tested it in the absence of trust, uh, particularly trust in the institutions. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you seeing and sensing there? Because I, I worry when that really starts to fray and we start to even lose trust in our neighbor and in our community, uh, that that's the real five-alarm fire that you're talking about. Yeah. No, I think that's absolutely right. I think that when we see such low ratings, I mean, both both the Republican leaders we tested in their polling and Democratic leaders are generally have negative ratings from voters. Um, you're seeing this lack of trust just for me in everything. Uh, just, they're they're skeptical of, of the politicians, the leaders, their ability to get things done. They're pessimistic about the issues and challenges that are facing the country. You know, they give poor ratings to their own personal situations generally and their personal economic situation. They're pessimistic about the state of the economy. And, and it's, it's just it's everywhere and it is i think if there's a lack of trust in all of these institutions and people that are supposed to be fixing it it makes it a lot harder for um things to happen and for for the country as as a whole yeah uh, so important and and i think as we move it forward uh, we're going to continue to watch this really close and watch your polling in particular as it relates to this trust factor uh, because i do think whichever party uh, and we will always be equal opportunity offenders, and we will be equal opportunities commenders. Uh, and I really yeah. think whichever side uh, gets to that trust-building agenda and vision uh, first is going to finish best uh, when it comes to 2024. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree with you. And we, we have seen a lot of polling just around the state of democracy and, you know, mm. people's it kind of gets up this trust concept that you're talking about. And, and I do think it's telling at the end of the day what happened in the midterms in that, you know, there were a bunch of um, people who were election deniers that were in these positions running as um, Republican candidates for secretary of state offices in particular, whose job it is to essentially uphold these elections. Right. And at the end of the day, you know, voters did not actually elect any of those people. And I, I do think, you know, as unhappy as they are with the Democrats, there was this limit of like, no, this is going too far. And so I, I agree with you that ultimately in 2024, it's good, like that theme will, will play out again. Yeah. Uh, great insight as always. Car- Carly Cooperman is a partner and CEO at Schoen Cooperman Research. Love their work. And uh, Carly, always appreciate your perspective. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks so much. All right, we'll step aside for a quick commercial break. Coming up next, Ukrainian President Zelensky's in London today. He has a major request of Parliament. We'll talk about that coming up after the break. Stick around. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. 
I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.